This is Big Tasty Sports. It's week eight in the NFL, and shit is crazy. We got the Packers losing to the Commanders. We got the Bucks losing to the Panthers. I mean, what is going on in this league? A lot of craziness. That's what's going on. A lot of teams that are equal, a lot of up and down. It's been a little bit wild. But that's what we're here for, is to dive into the craziness and try to find some good places to bet. Last week was pretty decent overall. The confidence level three picks went five and one. Confidence level two, two and four. Level one, one and two. And plus money picks were two and three. So overall on the year, 59.6% on those confidence level three picks. Really, as I talked about last week, the confidence level one is what's done everything in. It's been still a profitable year. $100 better would be up $401.26 if you followed every single bet. But here's what I want to throw at you for today. If you were just following the confidence level three bit picks, $100 better would be up $1,066. So a little over 10 and a half units. Not too bad. I said it last week. Might want to con- consider just following those picks. Uh, but listen to, we, we try to get some information in here too. So listen to what people think. Make your own decisions about what you think is a good bet or not. But things are definitely trending in a positive direction. This week, we have a, a nice slate, a lot of agreement on a couple of picks, a little bit of disagreement on one of the big picks. So you'll have to listen in, make your own decisions. As always, really appreciate like, subscribe on the video, rate and review on the podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at NBA Attack. Any questions, thoughts, whatever your best bets are, would love to hear it. Without any more talking from me, let's get into the picks. Before we jump into the picks with the cappers this week, Kevin was not able to jump on video just a week where things didn't line up, but he did get me some picks. So I'm going to give those to you first before we get into it with Yanni. First one is Las Vegas Raiders minus one and a half at minus 110 confidence level three for him on that one. The second one is the Raiders and the Saints over 49. That is also minus 110 confidence level three. And then the plus money pick for him this week is the Washington Commanders plus 130 on the money line going up against the Colts with their new quarterback, Sam Ellinger, and that is a confidence level one pick for Kevin. So those are Kevin's picks. Let's get on to Yanni. All right, next up, we got Yanni back with us. Yanni, good evening. How's it going? It's going pretty well, my man. How you doing? You know, I'm doing great. Always look forward to talking to you. Uh, it's, it's fun. So we, uh, as a point of order, at the beginning today, we need to celebrate because uh the plus money curse is lifted it, it took half the season almost but Only hey, a third we, it's a third <laughs> man we got 18 <laughs> weeks now <laughs> we we got there we got there so we I, got uh, there yeah now it's good. gonna be yeah. like a run of plus money uh money bets all in a row i think ah uh, we'll see we'll see so. <laughs> 
Uh, we got away from the teaser. I think that's what did it. I, I had a, a teaser this last week and I missed on two out of my four legs. So I can't even say that it was close, you know? So, you know, it, it's crazy. And I think we've talked briefly about this for the past six, seven years. I, I have lived and died with teasers and they've been really, really good. And this year, my record on officially posted teasers is one, seven and one. Wow. Um, which, I mean, it, that's almost hard to do, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, I, I, but it's crazy. I mean, this last week was a perfect example. I In the article I, I wrote, I said, hey, if the first leg of this hits, it's a done deal. First leg was was the Las Vegas Raiders that hit. And okay. I, I mentally chalked it up as a win. I'm like, there's no way the Bears are going in and winning that game in New England. And not only did they win that game in New England, they, they really embarrassed them. So I, you know, it really... I saw a couple of interesting things today talking about why teasers aren't hitting. And it really got me thinking on, on potentially, is this a situation where, where they need to be reevaluated how and when, and if you play them. And at this point, I don't have a choice because if, if you continue to go one, seven and one for too long, you're not going to have any money left. That's so true. I'm curious, like if, I don't know if you can summarize it quick, but were there any key points from that that stuck out to you? Cause I think this is definitely a thing for me and I'm sure plenty of other people who have played teasers too are, are thinking the same thing. Yeah, it was mostly really about, I think it being an, an underdog year and a lot of the parody in the league to the sense that, you know, you used to be able to play a teaser with a team let's say minus eight, and you're like, oh, perfect. I tease them down to minus two. That's a no-brainer. But basically what they're saying is these spreads are off to the sense that, you know, if a team is minus eight, unless that team is maybe the Bills or maybe the Chiefs, you know, it, it's almost like you can't yeah. count on it. And I mean, I've seen that all year. It's like I, I was laying teaser points with teams like Green Bay. Normally Green Bay at home, if they were in that teaser range, that was an automatic. I mean, that was a freebie. That was a layup. And, you know, this year, not the case. So, yep. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, we talked about this, I think, with, with D or sometime recently, but how it does feel like it's the Bills, the Chiefs, um, and then uh, the Eagles maybe, and, and then everybody else. So, Agreed. Agreed. Um, Sorry, I got uh, distracted because I forgot to set my do not disturb as these text messages come in. You know, that's always fun. I can probably cut this you're, out too, actually. So, well, I was going to say you're a popular guy, man. You got to, you got always, always business. Hey, it's my, it's my son. So I don't, I don't mind that, you know, like getting messages from my son, but there we there go. You go. Yeah. I always remember to set the notifications and this time I didn't. So I'll just, <laughs> uh, I'll just cut that little section out. But all right. All right, man. Well, we'll try to stay away from the teasers this week, most likely then. But let's let's jump into the bets. And uh, what are you liking this week? A little bit chalky for me this week. But again, I mean, that that's worked out well this season. So I'm OK with that. Um, I, so I'm going to throw out my and I know I mentioned this to you offline. This is my favorite play so far this season. Um, so if, if you want to put your confidence level three on it, I'm okay doing that here Four, I, four, whatever, three and a half, whatever you got to do. <laughs> so I, I really, really, really like the 49ers at the Rams this weekend, minus one and a half. Um, it, you know, depending on where you shop it there, you can actually get a money line play on the Niners. Not that that number should make a huge difference, but certainly if you get a money line, that's better, but I'll take a minus one and a half, um, 
I, I just, I do not see this game being close. And I know these teams have played some hard fought games in the last couple seasons, but I don't think that's going to be the case in this one here. I think the Rams are going to struggle big time to put points on the board in this game. And on the flip side there, I think the 49ers, they, not that they're going to get it cranking per se on offense to where they throw 40 points up on the board, but I think we're going to start to see now that Shanahan and McCaffrey have a week to kind of, they can game plan a little bit here, get him a little bit more involved. I don't know when you look at that offense, where do you even start? I mean, who who do you take away? Do you take away McCaffrey? Do you do you take away Debo Samuel? What what are you doing? I mean, is Kittle your guy? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to be situations where you have a quote unquote Pro Bowl player basically left un, unaccounted for. I, I mean, and or yeah. very much, you know, I mean, you get what I'm saying here. So yeah, I don't yeah. like I don't I, I just I don't think this matchup, I think that Rams offensive line is beat up. It's not very good. I think the Niners are healthier than they were a couple of weeks ago. So I think defensively they're going to be able to get after Matt Stafford, maybe force some turnovers. We know it's not a big home field advantage in LA for them. I mean, it'll probably be close to a 50-50 crowd in that game. So I, I just I, I'm all over the Niners here. I love the play. It's like I said, my favorite play so far this season as far as the straight against the spread play. Yeah, you know, based on our conversation Sunday that I'm with you on this one. Um it the the Niners offense is a little bit unique to me now. I mean, Kittle is more a, a good but prototypical type tight end, maybe, but with McCaffrey and Samuel and Ayuk, it's like all these dynamic playmaking type guys. It almost feels like Hill and Waddle a little bit in in Miami. Um, just guys who once you get them the ball, they can create. And so I feel like if Shanahan is game planning well, you don't even have to be elaborate on offense. Just get the ball in these guys' hands and let them work. And I think the offense is going to do just fine. On top of that, uh, I think Trent Williams continues to get healthier. So um, that's a, a big deal for them, too, if you look at how the offense has performed, to have him healthy on the offensive line. Yeah, for, for sure. And I know we talked a week ago, and and I didn't like that San Francisco matchup with Kansas City a week ago. They, they It was not a good spot for them. But I think it helped here because had they had they either knocked off the Chiefs and or looked a little better, this could be minus three. So right. I think the fact that we're under that key number because they kind of got run out of their own place there with Kansas City, I think that helps us in terms of this week. Yeah, I agree. Man, I it, maybe it's too much confidence. I made one of my bigger bets of the of the year on a futures bet for San Francisco this week, but I just I really like this team, man. I know that they got run out of run out of the game against Kansas City, who as we talked about is one of those really good teams in the league, but it, it's similar to the Eagles to me where I think San Francisco can win a game with their offense and they can win a game with their defense. And there aren't a lot of teams that can say that. So Agreed. I, I think that the Eagles and the Niners are kind of like the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC. They just seem to be a step ahead. And that's not to take away what the Cowboys have done. That's not to take away what your right. Vikings are doing. But I, I think at the end of the day, there is a gap between the Eagles and the Niners versus everybody else in the in the NFC. Yep, I'm I'm 100% with you. I feel very bullish on the Niners. So For sure. Yep. All right. Uh, so we'll give that a confidence level three and a half. What are we up there to next? All right. So a, a little bit more chalk here in this one. I definitely don't have the same confidence level on, and I'll tell you why. But 
I'm going to stick to to my process. And this is one that I had pegged before this this past weekend's game. New England minus one and a half also against the New York Jets here. And, you know, New England looked really bad the other night. I mean, honestly, it's crazy. That game the other night went how I thought it would go, except the opposite teams. I thought that the way that that game played out, we would have New England looking like the Bears did and the Bears looking like New England did. So it was a total flip-flop. But, I mean, we've seen this before with New England, and yes, I understand that in some cases it was in the Tom Brady days, which are obviously markedly different. But it's kind of that old we're on to Cincinnati, right? You you know, they got blown out, and you're like, man, maybe this Patriots team, they just don't have it. And, And then they come back the next week, and they've got a great game plan and whatever. And I will say... The Bears not only out-physicaled New England, they out-coached them in that game. I was shocked at the lack of, I guess, either planning and or adjustments that New England had, especially on the defensive side of the ball there. I It, it was mind-blowing to me, but I think that we're going to see a correction on that this week, and I think that there's a little bit, a, a little bit of a sell high here on the Jets and buy low on the Patriots. I mean, the Jets, people are like, ah, these New York teams, they keep winning. And credit to the Jets, they do keep winning. But I think that Brees Hall injury is big. By the way, I do love the signing of James Robinson. I think that is a great, great stopgap measure for them to get through this season. Um, But I, I don't know how much he'll be involved this week. I'm sure he'll get some touches. And I don't think he's as dynamic as a guy like Brees Hall is, who, you know, was on his way to potentially rookie of the year type consideration before that knee injury. So anyways, with that being said, I like new England in a bounce back spot here. I think that they can come away with a win here. I just, I I fail to see the jets as that kind of six and two team and new England is that three and five team. I think they're a little bit closer. I think new England comes in with a better game plan. The only question mark I have here is kind of the question mark that everybody has. And that's who's playing quarterback for this team. And I, you know, it's it's crazy in that game. Bailey Zappi came in, and you're like, "Oh, look at that spark he gave!" And yep. then, you know, a- after that initial spark, he looked really bad. So, yep. I, you know, you start to wonder, okay, is there is the magic gone as far as that goes? I don't know. I think they're probably going to go with Mac Jones now. Had Bailey Zappi lit it up and won that game, I think we might be having a different discussion. But I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. I think they're going to do just enough in this game to come away with probably an ugly grind it out type game, probably a field goal type win, but at minus one and a half, that's, that's all I need. It's very true. I found it amusing uh, going to the quarterback situation when the announcers on the broadcast were talking about how years ago, Belichick also benched his starting quarterback and brought in the backup and it was Tom Brady. <laughs> and I'm like, right, so right. now, now Bailey Zappi is the next Tom Brady, apparently. But <laughs> well, he, he looked like Let's that for not. he looked like that for a series and a half, and then uh, reality kind of kind of hit in from there. So I yep. I think they go back to Mac Jones here, and you know I I don't know. I mean I'm not I'm not a big Mac Jones guy either, but I think that they'll run the ball. I think that at the end of the day, this is going to be kind of a slug them out game, and and I think New England can get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. So this isn't going to be one of my bets for the show this week. But before we talked on Sunday, I had made two bets. One was Baltimore plus two and a half, which is moved the other way. So that worked out all right. But the other one was New England minus one at that time, one and a half now. And I'm 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 with you. I think the Jets are not as the Jets are fine. I'm not down on them, but I don't think they're as good as what they've come across. And I think 
I mean, they just had Justin Fields beat them. So I don't know if I'd say Zach Wilson is worse than Justin Fields, but I do think Justin Fields has even more escapability than Zach Wilson does. And that was on full display in that game. He got so many first downs with his legs and I'm not sure Zach Wilson does the same. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see how the jets game plan that because I think the point is the bears ran Justin Fields, not just for scrambling and escapability. They had a ton of design runs for him and they worked. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. And we've seen, we've seen the bills have success doing that against the Patriots. We've seen Lamar Jackson have success doing that. So it's almost like a, a weakness or an Achilles heel of new England but I don't see the Jets using Zach Wilson in a designed, hey, we're going to roll him out and, and run a fullback lead and put him behind. I think, again, he's got that escapability per se, but I don't think he's going to give them necessarily the same trouble that Justin Fields did or some of these other running quarterbacks did. And not to get off track, but someone brought up a really good point. The Cardinals play the Patriots later in the year. And if the Cardinals, if Cliff Kingsbury's paying attention, which God only knows if he is or not, but if he is... <laughs> They should basically follow that Bears game plan to a T and, and, you know, the Cardinals should be all over that. We'll see. Just something to think about off off track of what we're talking about today. That's very interesting. Uh, I guess you can bet on whether you want to trust Cl- Cliff Cl- Kingsbury to do something smart or not. That's a, an interesting I, bet. I, it almost seems like it's one of those things where any of us would look and say, wow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Uh, you know, Justin Fields would be sure Kyler Murray, but whether or right. not Cliff does that, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. All right. So would you say confidence two on that one? Yeah, let's go with a two on that yeah. one. New England looked right. too bad for me to go any higher than that. Understood. Understood. Uh, all right. So next up, last but not least, what is your second plus money winner in a row? All right. So I'm, I'm double dipping a little bit here. I'm going to sell some points with the Niners here. Um, okay. So I, and, and, you know, and I toyed around with this because I think that, and I may, I still have, and I may end up going to minus six and a half and playing around with that because you can get, I think, plus 170 on that. But okay. for the sake of this here, I'm going to go a little more conservative here, try to get a, a little win streak going with the plus money. I like I'm it. just going to go, I'm, I'm going to go minus three San Francisco here, plus 110. Um, okay. You know, not, not a huge return, but we're protected with the minus three with a potential push. If uh, you know, if it ends up being a field goal game, I personally, I think the Niners win this game by double digits. You could sell me on minus nine and a half, to be honest. Wow. But, but again, in this situation, I'm going to go ahead, hopefully string a little win streak together. I'm going to go minus three plus one ten. I hear you. Uh, what confidence do you want to go on that one? I'll give you a three on it. I mean, I it, I don't do, as, as we talked about, I'm not a huge kind of plus money guy. There are some occasional opportunities sure. I'll take, but this is a, an exception where I feel pretty good about this one. This is definitely one, like I said, I'll before it's all said and done, I'll probably have a minus six and a half bet. I haven't bet it yet, but I probably will. I like where your head's at, man. I I definitely feel the same. And so we'll see if it comes through or not. But uh, I, yeah, I feel very good about the Niners this week as well. So, all right, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for, for jumping on. And uh, maybe haven't said this as clearly for a while, but uh, best place for people to find stuff. You can follow Yanni at Yanni bet on Twitter and get all of the stuff there or go to betcrushers.com. Anything you want to say about what you're putting out and kind of how that's been going. 
Yeah, betcrushers.com or on Twitter at the betcrushers. We generally get about three football. We, we do get three football articles out a week and then usually a NASCAR article right now uh, with baseball season winding down. So uh, we've got DFS articles on Wednesday and then we usually have our posted weekly plays and prop bets. Uh, had our best prop weekend this last weekend. Hit a lot. Um, really came close. Really came close to sweeping the ten player card. So that was that was wow. encouraging after a slow start. Um, and our our plays are hitting. I think at about 58 percent right now. So we're in that kind of margin of profit there. Check us out. We love uh, we love to interact too. So tell us if we're bad, if we're good, whatever you want to tell us. I I love it, and I'm gonna just plug this too. So. I know that there's different types of people who will listen to something like this or who are on Twitter. Some people just want the picks, but some people actually do want to get more information and kind of form their own opinions based on the information of people who are sharp. And so if people haven't checked you out before, one of the beautiful things is you go really in depth with the plays that you're sharing. And so whether people end up tailing them or not, there's a ton of good information there in addition to the picks that are hitting at a profitable rate. So that's my plug. Yeah, I appreciate Go. that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, have a good night, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to celebrating another plus money win next week. I hope so. Fun as always. Thanks for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Fresh off a big weekend, D Nice oh, is yeah. back. Hey, man. Uh, how was the party? Party was good. Probably not going to beat that game five of the NLCS being there was incredible. Um, I was at game four, which is a clincher against the Braves. I thought that was probably top three sporting events. I went to game five, I think is up there. It might be number one, that Harper home run, probably not going to beat it. So didn't watch any football for the first time <laughs> on a Sunday. I think ever, like I had a trip to South Africa three years ago and I was trying to stream games as I'm looking at zebras <laughs> on my on my balcony. And I'm like, just like, all right, maybe settle it down. I didn't even oh try gosh. to do that because I was just captivated. Couldn't really, you know, look at my phone too much because it was pouring rain for the last four innings. Uh, but pretty incredible event. And almost an incredible 3-0 NFL weekend on this show, right? Not yeah, if it wasn't for the Patriots. But yeah, those Dude, teasers, I man. Those teasers. It's been rough. They're not coming been home. Rough. Nope, they are it's not. Screwed a lot of people, and I think if you ask a lot of people that the Patriots were probably their favorite teaser leg of the weekend, like people had them in money line parlays. I try to avoid those, but the Patriots, I had a couple teasers. They were like the staple of it. I hit another teaser that didn't have them in because all the other ones got home. I think Bengals got home, Raiders, and there are a couple other ones, but. Didn't do it for us, New England. And they lost by what, 19, 20 points? That's not what we're Yeah, it was for. it was never really close. No, uh, it sucked. So yeah, man, that was my only teaser of the week. Although my only teaser of the week also had Atlanta in it, which lost. So I was already yeah. I had I, I was already done before we got there. So I, it's I didn't just have such to a it weird out. season right now. Still profitable season, but I was looking for another totally. three and oh. Um, I went four and zero with bets on Sunday, and then I had a Wheeler over five and a half strikeout prop that got home. And then I was like, "Hey, if the Patriots do this, I can go six and zero this week." Didn't even watch football, which is embarrassing. But hey, the Phillies take precedence as they're in the World Series now, and uh, didn't do it. But let's get some more wins this week. Let's do it, man. Uh, well, yeah, let's jump into it. What do you want to? What's your first pick? First pick going to be ugly and it's a team that i think i've faded a couple times but it's seattle minus three at minus 107 they're at home there were two and a halfs earlier in the day 
on Tuesday, I think, Monday. I didn't bite. I thought about it. Three of us like, okay, there's some push potential here. So bottom line, Seattle, I think, is shocking us to the upside. I'm not going to say that they're a playoff team, but they're contenders to win that division, contenders to get a seven seed, right? And Geno Smith, Tasty, if someone would have told you that the Seahawks would look better with Geno than Russ, you'd say? Shocking. Shocking. No way. Total shocker. Total shocker. So, let Geno cook. So I think it's more of these teams are pretty evenly matched. Bad spot for the Giants. Giants are coming off of the London trip. Didn't take a bye. Went home against the Ravens. Shocked that one. I was like, wow. Went to the Jaguars. I thought that they were underdogs for a reason. I thought that that line should be a little bit closer to a pick or plus one, plus two. It was plus three. They got that outright. Now they go all the way west. I think it's just a tough spot. Like, I think that Saquon can be the great equalizer. Daniel Jones is trying to do, I guess, a pseudo Josh Allen impression. He's been better, man. Yeah. He's been better lately. He looks a lot better. They have some, uh, Neil went down on the offensive line. That hurts. They've got some issues in the secondary now in terms of injuries. I think that that'll kind of play a role here, too, as you're going west. Geno's tossing the ball around. Geno. Honestly, he's the top five, top six, top seven quarterback in this league right now. And if you look at the Giants' defense, they've gotten it done late. And they've impressed me late in games because they've come back, I think, three or four times. But if you look at how they grade out, you can't always look at grades. You have to look at how they actually perform. But EPA per play, bottom 10. They're actually 30th ranked overall defense on pro football focus. Take that with a grain of salt because I think that they're better. But I think that this is just a bad spot. Hopefully Saquon doesn't run for three touchdowns, but if you give me like a 27, 20 outcome, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I like where you're going with that. I mean, I think where Gino might struggle is like earlier in the year when they played San Francisco while they were healthy on defense and it's just a, a really good defense, but the giants don't have that. I mean, you just talked about the giants defense, not being very good. Even if they're mediocre, I think Geno's doing just fine against everything except the really elite defenses and in Seattle. I agree with you. That's tough to go that far west. And I wonder things like, you know, a lot of teams have, but the Giants have been in these close games. Uh, If Kirk gets into the end zone at the end of the last game and they lose, is this a three and a half line? You know, I think getting the three without the hook is nice. Yeah, don't take a three and a half. Do I see this going to three and a half? Not necessarily, but if injury yeah. news starts to plague the Giants a little bit, you could see that. Take the three if you can get it or pass and just enjoy the game because I think that this is a game of, of two teams that could very well be in the playoffs, two overachievers. I think that the Giants are not a six and one type team. I think that they're more of like a three loss team, but hey, you're six and one, you start to believe, but I do think that just high level, this is a schedule loss right here. For the Giants. Yeah, agreed. What's your confidence level on that one? Let's do a three on that one. I was leaning two, yeah. two and a half. I can't do two and a half. So that's <laughs> Yanni, did, the most- Yanni <laughs> did three and a half on one of his. So I guess maybe really? you do two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Probably the Niners, right? Probably the uh, Niners. Ding, maybe. ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. It almost yeah. made my cup, but I was thinking that Yanni would have the Niners on here, and I don't want to duplicate picks. Exactly. I, good I was spot the, same. the Niners. That's yeah, why I'm so, not taking them either, but I love the Niners here. So, so do I. So do I. All right. So. All right. Uh, one down. What's number two? Going to be the plus money pick of the week. We're going to do two points on this one. I don't hate it. Not necessarily in love with it, but Jets, Pats, under 39. I got it plus 109 last night at DraftKings. You can probably still get it midday here on Wednesday. So 
The Patriots, we talked about it at the top, underachieved. I think that their defense is better than what they showed us on Monday night. I'm hoping. I mean, they looked better overall. The Jets having Brees Hall go down, I think, is kind of a disaster for them. I know that they made a trade for Robinson. Let's see how easily they can get him into the system. I think it might take a few weeks. But I think it's a spot where the Patriots are coming off of a late-night loss, short week. They'll come out with a good game plan. But the Jets, you know, I think they might have a top-five defense, or I know they have a top-five to ten D. And it's like, okay, you put these two teams together, grind it out, Actually, an important divisional game. Both of these teams are trying for the playoffs. The Jets are what five and two now. <laughs> yeah, these New York teams are just uh, kind of crazy. Zach Wilson can can scramble around, but not to the point of Justin Fields. I think that Fields gave the Patriots some fits, and they just had a terrible game plan on Monday night. Yep. They come back off of that. Pats, I think, are going to struggle to put up a twenty spot against this Jets defense. Take a look at the weather. It looks like there might be some weather moving in. Definitely Monday here on the East Coast for Game 5 of the World Series. If that sneaks into Sunday, which it could, that makes a case for the under even more. And I think it's like a you know 19-16 type game. I think both teams struggle to get to 20. And if one does, let's hope the other one doesn't. And under 39 it is for plus money. Yeah, this is one that I, I it's not going to make my my three that I share for the show, but this is definitely one that I was looking at uh, both the full game and the first half under these teams know each other. Well, I think they're they're generally motivated again not for whatever that's worth. That's narrative shit. You know, it's fine. But I do think that New England bounces back with a better defensive effort than they had against Chicago. That was pretty embarrassing for them. And I, and I think the Jets, while the Bears' offense isn't good, I don't think the Jets' offense is great either. And your point about Brees Hall is, is a good one. Yeah, that could be a huge blow. He was looking so good. And that sucks for a team that is overachieved. I mean, they're 5-2. and two. I'm not a New York fan, but I'm pulling for, like, underdog teams. Like, I want to see the Seahawks make some noise. I want to see the Jets upset some people. So, But they made a great trade. And let's see how yeah. quickly Robinson can get into the mix. Great trade there. So they're going yep. for it, which is not something we've seen the Jets do in <laughs> half our lifetimes. <laughs> yep. It's funny, man. I've been feeling that with you of uh, it's kind of fun to see some some of these teams. Like I'm not a Jets fan, but it's not fun to see a team that's been bad for so long kind of be in the mix again. I, I don't know. There's something fun about that. So. Fun young team. You got a quarterback that loves his mothers, and right, (laughs) that's right. And for whatever that's that's worth to the spread, key. (laughs) Yep, that's the key. Stay. All right, man. Well, that's uh, that's two down. What's number three? The third pick is going to be something that I was in between two angles on the same game. So I'm going to settle out with Dolphins minus three and a half. I was also looking at the team total. Bovada had a team total of 26 and a half, and I was like, great, but it was juiced at minus 160. So I'm not going to. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. 27 is a critical number. I think that they're running all of their Sims and it's saying, okay, this is like a 27 20 type game, 27 23 type game. I do think that the Dolphins have the potential to get up to like 35, 42 points, but 26 and a half is juicy. 27 and a half was available at DraftKings. So if you want the team total, go that angle. I'm going to think about that one, but just set on the Dolphins at three and a half. Would it be great if I had three? Fine. Yeah, but I don't think that's coming back. The Lions are a team that I know that everybody was big on after hard knocks. I actually thought that they were okay against the Eagles. They launched that second half comeback, scored a bunch of points earlier in the season. They've hit the doldrums and 
maybe it's a low point for them, but I don't know what they're going to do against Waddle. I don't know what they're going to do against Tyreek Hill. And two is coming back. I came on your show a few weeks ago. I think I picked the Dolphins at this same spread. It was either three or three and a half. That's when they had Teddy two gloves and he went down against the Jets. So I think I learned a lot about the Jets in that game, but I also learned that two is very important to this offense. And yes, they did not look great on Sunday night football, but give another week to integrate back into the system. I think that they can easily put up a 30 to 40 spot. The Lions, I know, can be frisky in the dome, but the Dolphins are going to be very frisky in that dome and just put up a bunch of points. So if you give me like a 34-21 type Dolphins win, I'm going to feel pretty good about it. And I do think that the Dolphins are better than what they've shown us in previous weeks. They started out 3-0 for a reason, had some nice upsets. You know, it's hard to get by with your third-string quarterback. So hopefully Tua can keep uh, concussion-free and get this one into the 30s for us and cover the spread. Yeah, this is where it's crazy depending on when we record because I talked I talked to Phil about picks. You know, this is Wednesday morning. I talked to him Tuesday evening for picks and he had Miami minus three at minus 110 yeah. and now it's back yeah. to three and a half, which actually, so I don't know if I'll use this yet or not. It's, it's in my top four, but uh, I bet three and a half on the look ahead line and thought that oh, was a you? decent okay. look. Yeah, yeah. And then it dropped to three and I was like, shit. And then now it's back to three and a half, so. Um, Miami. Yeah, it dropped to three, I guess, because Miami didn't look great on Sunday Night Football. Again, I, I didn't yeah. see anything, yeah. but just taking a look at the highlights and the box score, it's like, okay, Kenny Pickett turned the ball over two, three times. You can only, you know, again, not cover a spread. Covered a teaser, though. Um, that's probably that's why it went down for a little bit, and now it's back up to three. I'm searching lines right now. It looks like it's three across the or three, three and, and a half. half across the board. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. Yep. Yeah. So, so we'll settle for three and a half. We'll do it. We'll do it. Two points on that one also. Okay, sweet. Two point confidence on that one. So one, three, two twos. I'll take the two in one weekend last weekend. Would love to yeah, uh, bring out the brooms. The right but right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very good. All right, man. Well, hey, I'll look forward to talking to you tonight. Anything, uh, I did this with Yanni too. Since we're doing this every week, I'm not, you know, plugging everything as much but uh talk about just what you've got going on and just remind people if they haven't remembered how to find you all that kind of stuff find me on the internet on the twitter (laughs) at sir wager rager that's my personal account wager underscore ragers where i post all the content doing weekly nfl uh podcasts we record on wednesday night do my best to get that up thursday evening so if the thursday night game's a blowout you can just say okay let's look ahead to the weekend but always there by friday morning you're on there almost every week yanni's on there look ahead show that i wasn't able to do you covered for me this week thank you because i was at game five of the nlcs we do that sunday evenings we try to pick off some lines that look a little bit off and just say okay what happened on sunday what's going to happen next week pick those off and We'll see what happens in the NBA season. I'm going to hop on your show. I haven't done a lot with Wage Rager NBA content, but I think we can um, join forces and do some stuff. As soon as the Phillies are out of the World Series, because I haven't looking, looking, that's a word, looking. I haven't looked at a lot of NBA except for the fact that the Sixers started 0-3 and and Clay Thompson, I think, almost got into a fight and kicked out of a game last night. So I have some studying to do, but, but I'm only a week behind, and I think I'll get there. Love it, man. Well, good to talk to you as always, and I will see you tonight. See you tonight, man. Appreciate it.
Unfortunately, Phil is not able to record this week. He has some stuff going on where we could not figure out a time to do that, but he was good enough to message with me and share some picks. Phil's coming off a sweep last week, was down some starting the year, but making the big comeback here. So, and, and Phil, obviously, if you have followed at cash with flash, you know that he is very sharp across a lot of different sports. So always good to know where he's coming from. So I'm going to share his three picks with you, and then I'll get to mine. First up, we got Dallas and Chicago under 42 and a half at minus 110. Again, I didn't go, didn't have too much of a conversation with Phil about where he's at with these picks. I certainly think Dallas's defense has been good. Chicago's offense, except for last week, has not. And Dallas's offense has struggled. So this is a pick I definitely like as well. But Dallas and Chicago under 42 and a half. These straight picks, Phil is always very confident. So confidence level three on that. Next up is Miami minus three at minus 110. I will say as I record this actually on Wednesday morning, the best you can find at minus 110 is three and a half for Miami. So you'd have to make a decision between buying that hook or not. When I got when I went back and forth with Phil about these picks yesterday, there was a minus three out there at minus 110. So that's where he got it. And you can make that decision if you want to tail about buying the hook or not. That also would be confidence level three for him. And then the last one going against a number of other picks on this show this week is the Rams money line plus 105. That'll be his plus money pick of the week. Not sure exactly where he's coming from on that one. I don't mean that he's wrong. I just mean, I, since I'm on the other side, I'm not exactly sure what his case is for the Rams, and I don't want to speculate too much. So we will leave it at that. Again, he came off a sweep last week, so who am I to, who am I to doubt it? All right, those are Phil's picks. Follow him at Cash with Flash. He honestly has a ton of content he's been putting out, mostly through covers and a couple other sites. Pretty sure all those links are in his bio. He has a link tree where you can click on those things. He's been doing a lot with same game parlays even. A lot of those have been going well. So go check out at Cash with Flash. On to my picks. A lot of stuff I considered this week. What I landed on is three first half bets. I actually didn't go into it intending to do all first half bets. I know I've done a decent amount of that this year, but it's worked out okay for me. And so I'm going to just go back to the well here with some first half picks. The first two are ones that I've been riding uh, at least for a few weeks, and it's just been going well. And in this, I'm not going to ride them blindly, but in this particular matchup, I think there's reason to like them. The first one is Tennessee Titans minus a half point at minus 105. I see it moving to minus one now, which certainly still is not bad. There's not enough of it. I understand that there's the push potential there, but there's not enough of a difference for me to say I wouldn't take it. I would still take this at minus one if that's what you're seeing. What this comes down to for me is that Houston's run defense is pretty atrocious. If you look at the rankings in pro football focus in the 30s out of a, out of 100, that's it's really bad. And obviously, Tennessee is a team that wants to establish the run with Derrick Henry. I think that they'll be able to do that sufficiently here. Certainly think that Tennessee, while I continue to say that they are a middle-of-the-league team, and we've seen a lot of variants where a Houston could go could have Tennessee come in and beat them, for sure. 
But Tennessee has been a very good first half team on both sides of the ball, both in terms of scoring and limiting opponents. While Houston has really struggled in the first half. Houston struggled some overall, but I like it better in the first half just because of the way these two teams have performed in the first half. I think Tennessee minus two and a half for the game is not terrible. It feels a little trappy, but with that bad run defense for Houston, I'm going to ride Tennessee in the first half minus a half. That's going to be a confidence level three for me. Uh, I feel The only thing that gives me pause is just it feels too easy. And any th- time something feels too easy, I assume that it's not. As I've said before, the books, the market know what they're doing. So I don't think it's a lock by any means. There never is a lock, but I don't I don't think it's even close to that. I think this could be a little tricky, but I got to go with the matchup that I see and the way that Tennessee's been performing in the first half overall in the season. Second one for me is the Eagles coming off of a bye at home against Pittsburgh. Minus six in the first half. That is definitely a lot of points, but I continue to think that Pittsburgh is not very good. Kenny Pickett turning the ball over a lot. That offensive line is a problem. Philadelphia's defensive line is strong. I think they'll be able to pressure Pickett here. Hopefully they come out of the bye uh, ready to go, a little bit rested. And playing at home for them has been really good. Philadelphia is a team that's gotten off to a really fast start in most of their games. And Pittsburgh has not necessarily done the same. So while six is a lot of points, in some ways, I feel like the Steelers wouldn't necessarily push for that that backdoor cover. If they're down enough, they might take a field goal instead of going for a touchdown if they get toward the end of a half. So I actually like the minus six in the first half at minus 110, and I'm going to go with a confidence level three on that as well. And then my last pick is 49ers minus a half in the first half at plus 110. Similar, if you've been listening to the whole thing, Yanni for his plus money pick did San Francisco minus three for the game at plus 110. You can get San Francisco plus three in the first half at plus 130 or so. I actually thought about just making that my pick, but then I thought, eh, I'm not going to get greedy. Sometimes these first halves do come down to being 14-13 or, you know, 10-9, whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and just do the half point at plus 110, but I don't mind a minus three in the first half at plus 130, and I may end up with some money on that. San Francisco has been a good first half team recently. The only reason that I'm not going to make this a confidence three pick, I'm going to make a confidence two, is Phil being on the Rams. Honestly, I, I know that no capper is right all the time, but I certainly respect where he's coming from. And I do like the Niners a lot. I'm on that side solidly. I've bet them for the whole game. I've bet them for the first half. So I'm not wavering in terms of saying that's the side I'm on. But I'm going to just back it down a little from being confidence level three to being confidence level two. Still think it. I still think the Niners go in and get it done this week. All right. Those are the picks for this week. Hopefully we continue to trend upward. It's been a good, good week. And this last week, would love to hear what you're thinking for your best bets this week. Leave a com- comment, uh, drop a comment on Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Let us know what you're thinking. Have a good weekend bet in the NFL. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>